Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents. Our next Reddit post is from Congress Potato Kenobi. A little background. My school has one of the best underage bands in the city. It's not a small one, in spite of being a moderate-sized school with about a thousand kids. They perform at big places and draw in huge audiences. So anyways, there's this entitled parent who's a teacher and her daughter goes to the school. Now, the daughter is a bad singer. There's no two ways about it. So anyway, one day the band's pianist, Kay, is fuming during the bus ride back. When someone asks him about it, he begins to rant about how the entitled parent forced the music teacher to put the entitled kid in the band. They had a show in the city's biggest mall the next week, and they'd been practicing for months. The entitled parent wanted the entitled daughter to sing for the show. Anyway, it's the day of the show, and I'm watching from the audience. The first seven songs bring in a huge audience, and everyone enjoys the amazing music. Then, it's entitled Daughter's Turn. The guitarist plays the opening notes of a very popular song during the time, and the crowd goes wild. Then, the entitled daughter starts singing. The enthusiasm drained away fast. There's silence as entitled daughter massacres an amazing song. Then, the entitled mother gets up and starts clapping loudly. Everyone is mortified. Some people start to awkwardly clap. The teacher tried to move to the next song. The entitled mother yells out, Wait, they haven't clapped for my angel's performance yet. The audience is dumbfounded. I see my friend facepalm. The entitled daughter yells into the microphone, Clap for me! No one moves a muscle. The entitled daughter runs off the stage, and the entitled parent grabs the microphone and yells, You can't appreciate talent! Before chasing after the entitled daughter. The concert continued. The entitled daughter left the band, and the entitled parent is still a teacher. Oof, that part where she tells people to clap for her was pretty hard to read. Begging for validation like that is so cringy. By the way, if you're enjoying this content, be sure to like this video. Our next Reddit post is from Staring at the Sun. Oh my god, I'm so glad I found this sub. Here we go, I can finally air my uncensored frustration about the night my engagement was single-handedly corrupted by my entitled mother-in-law. Let's call her Ellen, because she always reminded me of Ellen DeGeneres even before all this recent news broke. Okay, so my girlfriend and I were engaged. We'd both agreed we wanted to get married, but I hadn't done the formal proposal yet because we wanted to meet each other's families first, neither live nearby. I always thought the old trope about meeting the in-laws being a big fiasco was a myth, both because I was younger and more naive then, and because I'm lucky to have easy parents. My girlfriend met them for a few hours. Once we were alone, just me and them, I told them my intentions and my mom asked, Does she have any kids already? And my dad asked, Does she have a good, solid job? And they both asked, do you really love her? And that was that. I had their full support for the marriage. I thought meeting her parents would be the same. Some grilling was to be expected, but as long as I was honest and respectful, it would all be fine. Relevant fact, my girlfriend's parents had had her when they were teenagers, by surprise, so they now had a do-over daughter. Their words, not mine, who was just six years old. My girlfriend and I made the trip up to their city and I met them for the first time over dinner at a steakhouse. It was pretty upscale and we'd scheduled the dinner for 8pm, so I was surprised to see they'd brought the kid along with them. I met everyone at once and the initial awkwardness settled once we'd sat down. We were making great small talk when the 6 year old said she was thirsty. No big deal, right? 
Well, all of a sudden, Ellen starts screaming. Water! 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 A waiter came rushing over to see what the commotion was, and without even making eye contact with the poor guy, Ellen went, We've been here forever and no one's gotten us any water. My daughter's been asking. We'd been sitting for about 15 or 20 minutes without service, but they were visibly behind, and there were no circumstances that would have warranted that shouting. I should have realized from how unfazed everyone else at the table was that I should be bracing myself for a long night. But I couldn't imagine what was to come at that point. The waiter rushed over with water and apologized for the delay, explaining a few very large parties had arrived all at once. The guy seemed sincere and quite affable, so I thought the water would just be an anomaly in an otherwise pleasant night. Then, Ellen kicked into full gear. We'll need a kid's menu, she informed the waiter. He said that they didn't have a kid's menu, but the chef could simplify most dishes. What do you mean you don't have a kid's menu? Ellen replied in total disbelief, as though he'd said they didn't have a fire exit. He explained they didn't get too many child visitors and that there were enough plain foods on the menu that no separate menu had ever been necessary. Ellen sighed dramatically and waved him away. Literally, without saying a word, she waved him off from the table. I tried to give him an apologetic glance, but understandably, he didn't look back our way. I was so glad the poor guy left and didn't have to be subjected to her anymore. Meanwhile, she turned her attention to me and I almost wished he'd come back. At least he was getting paid to be here. She was like, So, you're a screenwriter? And I explained, Well, yes and no. I want to be, but it's hard to get a job in that field that you can support yourself on, so I'm working at a nonprofit right now. There's a screenwriting component to that job, though, so I'm really happy there. Ellen turned to her six year old and went, Hear that, hun? You want to be sure to snag a man who works for profit. Learn from this, it's not too late for you. I couldn't tell if she was trying to be funny or not, so I just let it pass, looking over to my girlfriend to see if she was even considering speaking up on my behalf. Nope. The waiter came back, visibly nervous. That hurt because he was so relaxed and personable at the start of the meal. He asked if we'd like to hear the specials before we ordered, and Ellen said sure. Here's how that went. The waiter said, first, we have a lightly seared strip steak. Next. Oh, uh, okay. Then we have a broiled leg of grass-fed. Next. Uh, we, uh, we have a pasta primavera mixed with. Next. And on and on until he'd gone through all seven or ten specials. Even though she ultimately ordered off the menu a plain ribeye, well done. She tried to order her daughter the same, but the kid said that she wanted plain mashed potatoes, so Ellen let her get mashed potatoes alone for dinner. Then, she sent the waiter away. The rest of us hadn't even ordered yet. And everyone else just sat there like it was entirely normal. I waited for someone to say something, thinking it was my girlfriend's place or her husband's, but when no one did, I couldn't help myself. I said, I, um, was the one steak and potatoes gonna be for all of us, or... My girlfriend explained, in the tone you'd use for a tourist violating a sacred local taboo. My mom always has the waiter put the kids' food in first, so it can get started right away. We'll order once the kitchen has hers. I thought she was joking, since Ellen didn't just order her kids' food. She also ordered her own dinner, too. So I laughed. Something funny? Ellen asked. Then I realized she was serious, and I shut up. 
Thankfully, her dad at least recognized that what was normal for them might not be as regular to me and tried to lighten the mood with a change of topic. But not even 10 minutes after we'd ordered, I guess technically 5 minutes after I'd ordered and 10 minutes after she and her daughter had ordered, Ellen started in again. Another table that had been there long before we were got a side order of mashed potatoes with their meal. Ellen threw a total conniption. She was sputtering so inaudibly that none of us could figure out what was wrong at first. Finally, she managed to flag down some busboy who barely spoke English and began laying into him like he just sideswiped her on the freeway. He kept trying to explain he wasn't a server and he could go get one, but she wouldn't stop to breathe long enough for him to find someone who could actually help. All the while, I kept looking at my girlfriend for signs of embarrassment or at the very least irritation, but you wouldn't have known if she was hearing any of this. Our waiter came over, somehow still feigning a smile despite knowing what he was walking into. And Ellen actually goes, Why did that table get mashed potatoes and ours hasn't come yet? You could tell the waiter was working hard to restrain himself at this point. He explained it was a first come first serve policy and age didn't help one way or the other. He offered to go check on the potatoes, Ellen agreed, or more specifically she said, Yeah, you'd better. But I was watching him and he went right back to his service station because we had only ordered just a few minutes ago. About five more minutes passed, during which we could have no other discussion at the table except how awful this restaurant was. How hungry her poor baby was, who hadn't said a word about being hungry this whole time and was contentedly playing her loud iPad game, without headphones, disturbing all the other diners around us. And how America had lost all respect for motherhood because it's just me, me, me culture now. I chimed in, I'm with you on that last part. And to my utter shock, instead of laughing at my joke, my girlfriend seemed annoyed with me. So after a few minutes, the waiter comes back and says the potatoes would be out very soon. Ellen then goes and does something that, again, I thought was just a myth. She took three singles and a five out of her wallet and put them on the table in full view of the waiter. Then she took one single away and said, Every table I see getting potatoes before us is a bill gone. I was absolutely mortified. The waiter, to his unending credit, just took a deep breath and said, I don't have control over the order in which the kitchen fires tickets, but what I can tell you is that it should be out any minute, and left without saying anything disparaging. I'd been holding my tongue all night as well in the name of my relationship, but once that tip hit the table, the $8 tip for an over $100 bill on top of everything else. I figured that if my girlfriend was half the woman I thought she was, then she wouldn't mind my speaking up at this point. If anything, she'd be supportive, right? So I scooted my chair back a bit and said, Listen, I know what you're doing with the cash on the table, but that kind of thing makes me really uncomfortable, and it's just not called for. Please put the money away, or we can just continue this some other time. My girlfriend's dad spits back, What? How cheap do you have to be to not believe in tipping service workers? Before I could process whether he was serious or yanking my chain, Ellen shocked me with, No, you know what? You're right. This isn't necessary. I should have known better than to be relieved. She folded the bills into her wallet, patiently waited for the next plate of mashed potatoes to be carried out, and when it wasn't delivered to us, she went right up to the stranger's table and picked it up off their table. She half explained something about her daughter starving to death as she was walking away with the stranger's food, but unsurprisingly, that wasn't convincing enough for them. The old lady she took it from followed her right over to our table and tried to take it back. 
I was already searching for my coat tag in preparation to go, but a shoving match was beginning to unfold between Ellen and an elderly woman with a tennis ball walker. And far be it from me to sit through all that had happened only to leave just as the night was getting interesting. The elderly woman was like, Give me back my potatoes. Who are you? And the poor little girl was like, Mommy, it's okay. Don't take someone else's potatoes. But it all fell on deaf ears. Ellen yelled at the old lady. How could you sit there and eat these when my daughter hasn't even been served yet? She's sitting here hungry, just a little girl. And you're over there stuffing your face? Come on, other potatoes will be out any minute. And the old lady, gotta love her, was like, Great, if they'll be out any minute, then what's the effing problem? To which Ellen, still being holier than thou, gasped, Language, please! Finally, the waiter, and this time someone higher up as well, I think the manager, thank God, came over to separate them as they had begun to raise their voices and cause a disturbance. The staff had already asked Ellen to turn down her daughter's iPad multiple times without heed, and I'm guessing the waiter informed management about the tip on the table stunt she pulled because this was their final straw. They told us we were going to have to leave the restaurant. But we don't even have our food yet, Ellen complained at the guy. This was clearly not the manager's first rodeo. He said, You can take the food that's already been served free of charge. Everything else will be canceled. Please leave immediately. The old lady didn't miss her chance to knock the potatoes right onto the floor so we couldn't try and take them with us. Nothing else had been served yet, so we had to leave without any food. When my girlfriend and I were finally alone in our car, she said, Can you believe that? And I said, Not at all, and I really can't believe you didn't warn me. And she went, how could I have known about any of that? And confused, I asked, is she not usually like that? Even more confused than me, my girlfriend asked, who? Your mom. What's my mom got to do with a terrible service at that place? That was the beginning of the end of our relationship. The fact that she didn't see anything wrong with her mom's behavior and that I'd be marrying into that situation shook me too deep. We both dodged a bullet in more ways than one. In hindsight, we weren't right for each other, regardless of who her family was. Her mom saved us both a lot of time and heartache, helping me realize in one night what would have probably taken years otherwise. Within a month, we'd moved into separate apartments and gone on a break that ended up lasting forever. I'm not sorry I won't ever see you again, Ellen. I'm sorry any waitstaff ever will, though. I've read a lot of stories about horrible entitled parents, but this one is the worst of the worst. She orders her steak well done. I mean, come on, who does that? Our next Reddit post is from Gracie Inv. So to set the story, my family was camping up in the Canadian North. It was a large family cabin, meaning only families with small kids could stay there. We shared it with about 10 other families. I was playing with the family's kid and showing off my Pokemon cards. I was a huge collector and had so many rare cards. One kid, a brat, showed a special interest. Those are so cool, the brat says. Heck yeah, I love Pokemon. I want them. You can get them at Walmart. I think that's the end of it as he walks off after a little bit of chatting. About 10 minutes later, a wild Karen appears and approaches me, which I thought was a little creepy since I was a little kid at this point and alone. Hey there, little girl. My kid said you have some cool Pokemans. My kid would really like those Pokemans. Karen then pulled out $10 and offered it for all of my Pokemon cards. No way. Pokemon is like my favorite thing ever, I say. I'm creeped out, but flattered that even an adult likes my Pokemon cards. She leaves, but she's still giving me creeper vibes. 
Time passed, and later on, every kid except for the brat came out of their rooms and decided to make a giant pillow fort in the living room space. I leave my Pokemon card binder on the big log table I'd been sitting at this entire time. After I make a glorious pillow fort, I come back to my table, and the binder is gone! I immediately start freaking out looking for it. After looking for it for a bit, I see Brat looking suspicious in the hallway. Hey, Brat, have you seen my Pokemon cards? I can't find them. I say, extremely distressed. The Brat smiles and says, Mommy says that I could have them. What? No, give them back. The rest is fuzzy, but I remember my mom confronting the Karen. The Karen insisted she knew nothing about it. When I said what the kid had told me, the kid denied it. We even asked the person running the camp if they could search Karen and Brad's room, but it was against camp policy. I was extremely sad for the rest of the trip. The only card I have left is an Eevee card I always kept in my back pocket. When we returned, my mom got to work. My mom is in what we refer to as the Disney cult. It was an online forum kind of like 4chan, but only for middle-aged women obsessed with Disney. Like, an unhealthy amount. My mom made a forum post about what had happened to me. Well, the Disney Mom bloggers stepped the F up. For the next three months, I received tons of mail of Pokemon cards, all with extremely kind handwritten letters of sympathy. I got back only a fraction of what I lost, but my faith in humanity had been restored. To this day, I'm still touched by their actions. Thank you, Disney Mom and Colt. If Karen and Brad are reading this, F you. Give me back my hollow Charizard. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, then be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcasts every single day.